Kura, this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. My name is Sapir Mayron and I'm here with my co-host Sadie. Hi, hello Wellington. Um, we've got a really great show lined up for you today. Uh, we take you all the way through to 6pm, so get on board, tell your friends, turn the radio up. It's 106.1 FM. Uh, and we're on B-Side Stories. And streaming on Wellington Access Radio. Yes, you can jump online. Some of you may be. Um, I realised, Sapir, there's a bit of a theme developing with people I invite in here. Like the last person I had in, I met through Play Centre. And today I've got Caroline McGlinchey, who I also met through Play Centre. Um, <laughs> the Children Connections um, Play Centre is a parent cooperative where we all look after each other's kids and oh. learn a little bit about what it's like to bring up other people's children and your own child at the same time. And, yeah, that's how I met Caroline. But I think... Um, hi, Caroline, by the way. Hi. <laughs> Kia ora. I think lots of people probably will know Caroline around Wellington um, because she's been really involved with all sorts of things around creativity and child development and family support and that sort of thing for just years and years. Um, I was just making a quick list and some of them are that she's been an early childhood teacher. She's taught at the Learning Connection as well as studying there and studied at Fitarea. Um, She's obviously been involved with Play Centre, um, also with Birthwise, which is antenatal, an antenatal group. Um, she has her own company called Artrageous, who teach children all sorts of crazy creativity. Well, not so much teach, enable. <laughs> and she's also involved with Incredible Years, which is for... Children, how old did you say? Between the years of three and eight. Right. She's been a doula, or still a doula? No, not no. anymore. It's not enough hours in the day. <laughs> Love to. And as a parenting <laughs> consultant, and that's probably not really covering all of it, but maybe we can just kind of, <laughs> how did this all start, Caroline? Wow, how did it all start? <laughs> that's a very good question. I think it's one of those kind of questions about, like, when you live a creative life, I mean, I don't think you even know you're living a creative life, but you just kind of, things just happen and then you jump off that thing into another thing and then you find something else. And I think um, for me, I kind of grew up um, as this kind of kid who loved people and in a very intellectual family where I didn't kind of fit into that kind of intellectual mould where... Um, you know, where they thought about things in ways that I didn't think about things and they retained information and yet I just loved being around people and everything had to be fun and it had to be social and if I didn't, you know, I wasn't going to do anything unless it was fun. And uh, so school was kind of like this really sort of like prison, really. It was kind of nine. No, I found I became more and more elaborate about ways of not going to school and um, wow. and being very creative in my ways of um, kind of, yeah, not not learning things in, in the traditional way and spend a lot of time in the local library going through books and exploring books and uh, challenging myself in other ways. Um Self-directed learning. Yeah, just really kind of, and I didn't know I was learning. I just kind of was exploring the world around me and uh, and just people fascinated me and just wanted to be around people and loved being around kids, and uh, which, of course, then led me into a... Um, 
the you know the early childhood when I was eighteen. I went to teachers' college and went through the um, teachers' college sausage factory of kind of like, but which was very different than it is now. And we had a lot of time um, focusing on play and play with young people, which I think kind of got lost a little bit in the current kind of education. Yeah. So when was that, media. when you were there? So in uh, 19, and, and <laughs> 1986, um, right. I started at Wellington Teachers College and it was an amazing, amazing um, experience. And then I um, left that quite, quite um, as soon as that finished, um, I went to work in an early childhood centre, and that, you know, was it was great, but I had the world kind of calling to me massively, and so I went overseas when I was 20 um, and spent uh, seven years wandering the world, observing humans and <laughs> exploring, exploring many, many countries and uh, learning about myself heaps and learning about kind of how the world worked and living in these different countries and different places. And so where did you, which So I lived in America for two years and worked at um, the New Zealand Embassy as a nanny for one of the um, parents who was working at the New Zealand Embassy and just had a whale of a time. <laughs> and it was a, just an incredible um, experience living within a New Zealand community, but in this sort of outrageous American world where it really was outside its America. And there was such a difference in our um, in our cultures, um, but it was exciting and, um, yeah, just travelled travelled around America and met lots of amazing people who I'm still in contact with today which is really great and met some crazy kids who I looked after and had you know experiences for them that were New Zealand experiences that were really common for us in New Zealand early childhood that was so foreign for these um okay, like what sort of things so things like they in the place that we lived in, you weren't allowed to hang your washing on the line. It was a county bylaw that you um, didn't didn't do that. And so the neighbourhood kids would come and kind of run through the washing that I just strung up this washing line in our backyard and um, just like things that were really normal and simple for us. They didn't. They went externally to do fun things, whereas we created for the little boy that I, that I lived with this family and, and uh, you know, we built crazy things out of cardboard boxes and we climbed trees and the neighbourhood kids became part of that, which wasn't part of their culture oh. in this. They didn't play in their backyards in the same way that we did and um, that was a, you know, it was a whole kind of learning thing for me about what was normal there and what was normal um, yeah. there and the way their schools were structured were very, very different than our then very free New Zealand play-based kind of education. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was that was just an amazing experience and, and uh yeah, just just loved that kind of ability to surprise children and to be able to go. Actually, I see you, and I raise you one more, and that that actually we can we can surprise them and excite them in ways. So I think that was kind of the beginning of my kind of realizing 
that so many limitations were put on children as they were on me and that bringing out that creativity in people is, is you know, kind of the essence of everything I've done kind right. of in my life really is, yeah, and kind of, yeah, and just moved on from there to England and did my regulation kind of couple of years in England yeah. and then um, went to Africa for nearly a year and travelled across Africa and learnt probably the most I've ever learnt in my entire life about human behaviour while stuck on a truck with 40, 40 people on two trucks going from London, driving overland from um, Morocco, well overland from London but um, we hit Africa and Morocco and then Algeria and then right down across um, uh, the Ivory Coast and then right through the centre into what was Zaire and um, and all of the stuff that just you can't travel like that anymore. But at that point, you know, there were 40 of us on two ex-refrigeration trucks and we just learnt about how humans behave <laughs> in stressful and amazing Amazing conditions that, right. yeah, that good, when, the bad, and the ugly. Absolutely. Yeah. When you take away all of that kind of extraneous stuff and all the stuff that you just don't, you know, we don't need like a building. And, you know, we literally had a tent and a truck, and that was it. And I didn't even have a tent because I was too lazy to get up and put a tent every night. So I just had the truck and, um, and just that kind of experience of observing humans and Really challenging, really exciting, and really different environments was, yeah, hugely, hugely exciting and terrifying all at the same time. Right. Yeah. Well, when you came back to New Zealand, were you tempted to go off and do like a psychology degree or become a psychiatrist or something? Well, I, I think when I came back to New Zealand, it took a long time to kind of settle and to realise that actually I had come back because I really wanted to be here in, in New Zealand and what that meant to me and I really wanted to kind of follow that creativity that had been that theme so at that point in time I discovered the learning connection which was just right in its absolute infancy and it was the first ever one-year course that they were doing and it was in a little space in um, Allen Street off Courtney Place upstairs and um, Jonathan Milne who runs the who started the learning connection had just kind of started this creativity program and um, and it was just some just a kind of a whole world opened up for me because I always felt like I should have gone to university and I should have learnt the way that the people in should, my family should yeah have. should have have <laughs> learned the way that the people in my family learn or right. the way that you know society dictates these are things that we should do in our lives and and yet I had this sort of wealth of knowledge about people and. Um, and felt that I should, you know, there was a way that you should learn. And so um, not long after going to the Learning Connection, um, Jonathan had got interested in this um, kind of equivalent of a Myers-Briggs type thing, I can't remember. The Kiersey Temperament Sorter is what it oh, is. Yes, I remember that. And, um, <laughs> and so I discovered who I was through this thing. And it was just, you know, it just felt like doing one of those Cosmo quizzes, which, you know, we all love to do. It's like, oh, who am I? And But this time I really kind of explored who I really was and what that was. And it just opened up the whole world to me in understanding how I learnt and how I saw the world and that 
I was a social learner and that all my school reports had said if only Caroline would shut up, she might learn something. And now I know that was the complete opposite and and that actually I needed to talk to learn and I needed to explore um, those, you know, in that way and move my body and it had to be fun and it had to be social and school didn't really kind of set up for that kind of people Um, and that was just such a revelation to me and then I went on to do the equivalent of a degree in in arts Um, and I did that at Fitidea, the art, craft and design I think it was called at that point Um, and then I immediately after that went and worked um, at the Learning Connection and continued that um, process and just helped develop their um, foundation program for people coming in and exploring kind of their own creativity for the first time. Mm. And that was just amazing. It was such an incredible period of time of um, 10 solid years of kind of really building something to this sort of beautiful um, kind of package that just really helped all sorts of people um, undo and discover you know, they're kind of, um, I hate all that stuff about inner child, but it was ultimately, it's like who we are and how we are as children. And then as adults, we kind of stifle that into a little box and stop behaving stop like an adult. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we <laughs> can't be means. silly and that mm. we have to always follow the rules. And yeah, I've never seen rules as being um, the kind of guidelines for life. <laughs> and um, yeah, and it, and it just kind of, it was just an amazing experience to be part of that in its early kind of stages and then um, going through that process and then and then I had a baby and it all changed <laughs> my whole world changed uh, and, <laughs> yeah. and so yeah and so Billy came into the world and that just changed my whole focus it's to give you ample opportunities to learn about human behaviour And I have to say that in all that time that I worked with families and with children and, um, you know, in in those early years when you're first kind of out there and you're working in the early childhood or a kindergarten or whatever and you just, I I know everything. I know, you know, I I thought that I knew everything and I thought that I knew the best way to be with children and I have to say within about six minutes of being a parent, I took back every judgment I'd ever made on any parent ever and continue to do that because there we're all just doing the best that we yeah. can with no whatever. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's all just, you know, it's just with the resources that you've got yeah. at that time, we do what we can until we can't do that anymore. And then we do something else. Yeah. And, and I think that, and that is kind of, um, you know, just been the magic of being a parent as well as being the hard yards of it. It's really full on mm. <laughs> and, and exciting. And um, and it did change my life completely. And from that beginning of going to antenatal classes and learning about 
this new person that was going to come into my life and and we are so focused on how this new person's going to get out of mm. our body so and we're growing this yep. human and we're not thinking about yeah. you know like whoa what am I going to do with this how am I going to manage it and while we think about those things a little bit I think we don't kind of let ourselves mm. fully understand that the full implications of what that means I don't think you can possibly imagine it even if people tell you I just remember looking over and being like, there's something moving in the other side of the room. You know, what? Yeah. And who <laughs> on earth Scott thought... Beaton. Yeah. <laughs> and who on earth thought I could look after it? <laughs> yeah, it's it's like, like, oh. yeah. And just how, how yeah. can you, you know, um, love this human so much and mm. want to kind of, you know, do the best that you can for them while dealing with all the multitude of other things that that come along at you like sleeplessness and breastfeeding and um you know all those other things that in the early parts of parenting that just really push you to your core and actually really make you think about okay who am I and how am I holding on and and that yeah and silliness I think was always the thing that got me out of that kind of and just actually okay, this is not working, I have to try something else, which kind of, I think, led me to that early stuff around being working in antenatal or childbirth and early parenting kind of information. And so when Billy was six weeks old, my midwife, um, who is a phenomenal human, and I have learned so much from her, um, tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey... (laughs) I can I can see you'd be really great at this. Would you like to come and uh, be a facilitator at Outrageous? I mean, at Outrageous and Birthwise. I was like, oh, wow. And when your midwife, who you've fallen a little bit in love with, because um, you just kind of do, says, ask you to do something, you're just like, of course, I'll do anything for you. And um, little did I know that I'd be there for 13 years and um, and met so many amazing people going through that incredible process of becoming a parent and, and learning who they are within that and, you know, and how that... Um, what sort of family they want to be and what sort of sort of you know things are really important to them and really enjoyed working with women in that doula role and supporting through birth and you know just as such an incredible time in in people's lives becoming physically give the definition of a doula so a doula is a person who supports women and families through birth, um, through the birth experience and then postnatally supporting them afterwards and yeah it was it's just magic being present at somebody else's birth and being able to support somebody you know in that experience is amazing, it's incredible, recommend it to everyone, <laughs> go and see if you can be at someone's birth, it's a really exciting, amazing experience. So different yeah. to a midwife Oh, totally. Because you're not taking yep. care of the whole actual process. Exactly. So you right. are purely with that woman to support her to stay strong. And when she can't be strong, you are ultimately strong for her. Or use a multitude of um, tricks to help her keep going and 
to be her advocate or to be her voice and um, to just, you know, hold her up a little bit um, so that she feels that she can, you know, do this the best way she wants. Speaking of voices, should we give you a little break and have a song, do you think? (laughs) Where we'd be keeping you talking. Yeah, time for a glass of water, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, So for our break, we're going to play you a little bit of Hans Puckett. That's Jalapeno, Jalapeno by Hans Puckett. I hope that gave you a beautiful break to kind of comprehend everything that's going on right now, which is that we have a goddess in the studio (laughs) um, who's just been everywhere and with everyone sharing beautiful, beautiful things. Um, I had a quick question. What's the most sort of surprising thing that you've learned about children in in this journey with them that you thought, oh, goodness, I didn't know that could happen? I think... Kind of, it would be that I can never assume that I know anything about what's going to come out of them or in that, um, in the, um, so you have, um, a child who kind of brings you a piece of art, and I look at it and I think, wow, you know, that's, that's like, that looks like a, you know, a polar bear in a snowstorm to me. <laughs> and and I'm like, and then they're like, no way. Sorry, it is. You know, it's an elephant riding on a cape and it's out there. And as soon as you give that opportunity that, that it's anything that I have no preconceived idea about it, they take you on absolute magical mystery adventures into places that, you know, of course you didn't know you were going. And that is that is the reason that I keep doing what I do in that, um, yeah, in the kind of creation of Outrageous Kids, which is the was the next step after Play Centre, was that there was no creativity for children once they got to school. And it, it really just changed everything really for them and my child who was able to you know build whatever he wanted you know at play center or keep the hose in the sand pit and discover the way that water moves through sand for hours and hours and hours and hours and learning in that through our bodies and observing and then there was so little for him once he got to school. Lots of other amazing things, but so little of that I get to choose stuff. And I think that was the main reason that my business partner, Alexandra Alag and I started Outrageous was so that children could have a space where they felt that they belonged and that they could explore anything. And um, so we've been going for seven years now and it is wild. <laughs> and you don't like that question you asked me, is you do not know where you're going to end up from one day to the next of what's going to happen. You might have a beautifully planned program and that today we're going to explore printmaking. 
but actually <laughs> you're not. You might well be in a spaceship underneath the printmaking table and you're all going somewhere different or the soft toy teddies are being smushed into the prints in there. You know, that, that, that you know, we try to be yes people that whatever they come up with, you know, is, is yes but it's messy and it's chaotic and it's really exciting. And, yeah, we try to bring out as much of that surprising that children can surprise you. But we still need to be one step ahead of them as well. <laughs> and that, and that uh, wow, that's, you know, that I need to surprise you because you know where all the paint is and you know where all the stuff is and you know where all these things are. And so I need to be able to start them off by just putting something different out and putting, you know, a whole lot of pine cones all over the floor today and what is that going to do? Or there's a room full of cardboard boxes. What What's going to happen there? So about kind of giving children experiences to explore and, yeah, be as free and take you <laughs> wherever they're going to take you. So is it all you kind of see? Is that you kind of provide the environment for them to take it out wherever they want. Yeah. Like you would never step in there and say, oh, hey, uh, maybe that could become a house. Absolutely. Or, so yeah. it's, it's really hard to do as an adult mm. because mm. we all have ideas and beliefs. Mm. and But our process is, well, our whole, you know, methodology is about that it's about process, not product. Mm. So we're not after an end result, which parents sometimes take time to learn because they'd like, you know, they send their kid off to what they think of as an art class and they're going to come back with a child that might be covered in paint or there might be, you know, some really dirty, muddy-looking painting that to them has no information about the process that's gone through to get to that and the experience. So we would never draw or make for a child. But if a child doesn't know how to use the scissors properly at this stage to get the result that they want, we will absolutely scaffold them into holding the paper tight for them so that they can learn how to use the scissors. Or we will, you know... Um, show them how to use the sticky tape so that they can do it. Or we will, um, like with the glue, we use hot glue guns a lot and we will facilitate by saying, okay, you show me where you want the hot glue to go. And then they, so I am try so hard to never put my idea into their process. It's it's a, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. I know exactly. <laughs> yeah. It would look so much better <laughs> if you just did it like my way. Yeah. But, so yeah. um, the tutors and all the staff of Outrageous had a show recently too, didn't you? They we did. And did yeah. you apply those same kind of? It was rules really and interesting. It was really really <laughs> interesting that the process that we went through in building the show together and creating the artwork together was very similar to what we noticed in the children's processes when they're going through and they're like, oh, this is fabulous, this is fabulous, I love it, I love it, oh my God, that's a disaster, why did I even think about doing that? And then you do a whole lot of crying and then you do, and then you create something else and it comes through that process. <laughs> have a snack, have a glass of wine and then move through that process. But it just... Sure. Um, we we actually all really noticed that that is what was happening for us as well, 
and that um, sometimes it was so easy and we just went in and made the piece and then other times it was like pulling teeth and that, you know, brought up heaps of emotion for us, which is exactly what happens with the children. So with Outrageous, we run a positive guidance program so that um, children are able to um, express themselves in whatever happens. And we have a lot of children who come with big emotions and big feelings and um, we try really hard to manage that stuff in a really positive way so that nobody's in trouble. Nobody, everyone has an opinion and we all get to express whatever it is and we have lots of great problem-solving tips and tricks that we use with the children. We have a really high adult-to-children ratio so we can support emotionally because you know, life is hard for, and life is, you know, challenging in these. And we might have 35 kids in, in this space together and they all have to share the equipment and they have to share their ideas and they all come with different temperaments and different ways of um, exploring the world. And it can be a minefield some days and we spend a lot of time working with children and how to appropriately manage behaviour and we created this methodology that was based in placenta methodology and then we just added bits as the more and more we worked with children. And then about two years ago I did the um, Incredible Years Parenting Program training to become a facilitator and I found this, and the Incredible Years Parenting Program is the most amazing um, evidence-based program um, and it's it's in all the countries, English-speaking countries, and it's now been translated into uh, several other languages and is provided around the world. And it's an amazingly wonderful, play-based, gentle parenting program. And I found this incredible framework that just was there already that worked so well alongside what we're doing already at Outrageous. And it was just this beautiful kind of marrying of these two um things together that just enhanced both sides so my ability to play and to be silly and to let to you know help people um, discover that stuff with outrageous and then um, these amazing toolbox of stuff that you get with the incredible years program um, with that do you actually work with children or are you just working with the parents with incredible years so you work with the parents and you run it's a 14 week program and it runs um, and you see the parents um, on a class situation for two and a half hours once a week and then you have a weekly phone call with each parent so there's up to 16 parents in a course and two facilitators and and then you do up to three home visits through that 14 weeks as well and you know as much, you know, support as the families need to kind of, you know, resolve some of the challenges, think creatively about what's happening with their children and why these things are happening, learning about temperament, learning about emotion, social and emotional coaching. And it is it is a phenomenal program that just gives you incredible skills as a human, not just as a parent. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of magic. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so just um, you're obviously 
a learner yourself, continually learning and looking for the next thing. <laughs> yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> you know, because I was the kid that, you know, school, school just was not my um, thing at all. And, uh, yeah, but who knew? It's bigger than that for you. Yeah. It's bigger than a, one little building. And, yeah, you know. <laughs> absolutely. And just that... Um, you know, and I've been incredibly lucky to have an amazing partner who just kind of rides with whatever roller coaster I'm on or whatever job I'm doing or where wherever it is. It's um, I've been incredibly lucky to have that support in my life. And my family are, you know, amazing as well, support. And they get dragged along for the ride as well and whatever is, um, is happening. If something needs to be built or something, you know, my parents certainly are always supporting and my brothers and I'm incredibly lucky to have that um, kind of family support as well. Yeah, and it's an exciting ride <laughs> and, and, and it's great to be able to be working with parents to support um, with really practical skills because I think there's so there's so many you know people out there who just their parents one moment you know you're a couple or you might not have even been a couple and then all of a sudden you're a parent and we're expected to have all this this knowledge to manage all of this stuff and our daily lives and some expectation will be innate. Yeah. It's going to it, pop up from exactly, somewhere. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And it's so not like that. <laughs> and we're all just doing the best that we can. And I think that's what is awesome about this program. And there are, you know, um, it would be amazing to flood, you know, everybody with this incredible knowledge and that um, it would be awesome to be able to provide uh, more and more courses around Wellington um, to to make that happen. Yeah. And Should we have another wee song? Do we have, we've got time for a wee song? We've got heaps of time. Excellent. We've got heaps of time. So some of you may know this band. They're called Oh No No. And if I pronounce that right, is it Oh No No? I don't know. No. I say Oh No No. But oh No No. Um, Each to their own. Yeah, they're they're a local band. Uh, you can kind of catch them every now and again. I'm hoping they'll be playing really soon. This song is called Dirty Dishes. Something that most new parents will know a lot about. Welcome back to Wellington Access Radio, 106.1 FM. Um, you're listening to B-Side Stories, and we're talking to Caroline McGlinchey, who's been telling us all about all sorts of theories of creativity and childhood development and adult development. Um, yeah, uh, so where are you going with all this now? You've got Outrageous still going on. So Outrageous operates in the holidays mainly, So um, and during the term time, 
I work for Incredible Families Trust, um, providing these Incredible Years parenting program, and I've just started a little bit of um, parenting support work through um, just privately for families who can't get onto the courses, and um, and just you know it's just a really um, it's really awesome to be um, able to go into families' homes and just kind of you know have a chat about how things are going and just you know, validate how really hard it is and just that that things are, are challenging for people and that there's so many pressures and expectations upon um, us as parents and us as humans in this world and mm. how we navigate all that stuff. So it's just a, you know, I just love that ability to meet people and to help draw out so it's that essence of creativity again and drawing out the solutions from them so it's all very well me saying you should do this but actually they they need to have the resources and they need to have the the way to do that so it's just literally about moving at the speed of uh, wherever they're at Mm. and helping them find solutions to to managing um, whatever challenges are happening or um, behaviour or yeah. um, those sorts of things. It's just, yeah, it's really exciting to be able to, you know, just see people make change and mm. and do awesome things and, you know, live in a har- more harmonious household. Yeah. <laughs> are you sometimes yeah. surprised with some of the solutions people come up with that you sort of are enabling them to come up yeah, with? Yeah, or just that, yeah, just that... Um, you know, I think so much of, you know, if you look at the media that people don't care about their kids and that, they're you know, there's no discipline or there's no this or there's no that. And I think it's that thing about going in and looking at it with a positive and looking at, not looking at what the deficit is, but actually looking at, wow, there's some really awesome things going on in this family. There's some really cool things and these things are really great, let's find more of those and what are they? What are the silliest things that, you know, that you like to do or that, um, you know, the things just to bring some more laughter into the family or to bring some more, you know, and again, it's that staying one step ahead and surprising the kids. Wow, you know, parents can be fun and it's not all about what you need to do when you need to do it. That So that is, you know, the bit that I love the most is actually helping the parents be a little a bit more silly and right. a little bit more, um, you know, bringing some more joy into their lives as well as um, in starting to notice the good things that are happening rather than, um, wow, oh yeah, you hit your sister ten times today. <laughs> it's like, wow, but you did all this really cool stuff. You're like, you know, you built this picture, you know, built this sculpture, you did this picture, you, you know, you were so kind to mum and you did, you know, like actually looking at what's really happening rather than the skewed mm. version of the challenge. Yeah. So these sort of strategies are giving people for working with their children. Do you think that you can apply that, like, if you didn't have children, would it still be useful in your life? Absolutely. And I think one of the things that um, that fascinates me is that the number of um, things that we can apply. I mean, these are just human behaviour tactics. You know, there's some, you know, there's, there's things that children bring special challenges and that, you know, while you and your partner might not have a tantrum in the supermarket, you might feel like it, but you've learned some of those, you know, calming down techniques to actually not do it in the 
supermarket, but you might do it in the car um, so that you can use some of those same strategies in your relationship or with. And often parents find that the opinions of their parents come in loud and clear and it's about how to use the same strategies that we're using with our parents as well as, you know, just with, with everyone that you interact with. I think humans are humans and we, yeah, we like to be heard and we like to be noticed and, yeah. That. I mean, this probably isn't something you can answer, but I just sort of wonder how the rest of us can access that learning, you know, if you don't have a whatever age it was, yeah. up to eight-year-old or whatever, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and if you don't have kids, I mean, obviously, when you grow heaps once you're a parent and you do learn things yeah. one way or another, how can everybody else access this stuff? <laughs> I mean, I suppose for me it's just about, it's that positive opposite. So thinking about if you're in that, oh, my life is crap and everything's this and that, it's like thinking about, okay, so what is the possible positive opposite of that? And so with kids we talk about things like it's walking inside, so you're not saying don't run inside. It's like, walk inside, please. So you're telling people what you want rather than what you don't want. So, so much of the way we interact with people is around what we don't want. And I think if we're really clear about what we do want and and then praising people for doing it, mm-hmm. you can, um, you know, just that alone is such a, you know, changes everything. Um, but I think there are, there's lots of information out there about how to do that. But I think... The exciting thing that I find is that for children, you know, we give all this stuff in this really kind of fun package. And I think that we forget when we're adults that it can Mm. still be in this fun package. And actually, we need to just play more and, you know, be silly, do crazy things with your family, Um, do with your friends, you know, just go back to being that silly, you know, little bits, you don't have to do it all the time, but it's notice when you could laugh rather than be grumpy at someone on the street or, you know. It's a pretty key part of your philosophy, isn't it? Yeah. Silliness. Silliness. I love silliness. (laughs) Whether it's a no manners night that you're having at home with your kids where you chew your food and show everyone what's in your mouth or to, and it doesn't happen every night because you want to show that other nights you have manners. (laughs) But, um, But it's that thing of just... Bring some silly and fun, and um, and it's the same whether you don't have kids. You know, be the silly one tomorrow or tonight, yeah. and and make someone laugh. Yeah, cool. That sounds like a pretty awesome way to go out, actually. With yeah. that little bit of advice. Thank you so yeah. much, and for going for the entire hour, nearly. Well, thank you. <laughs> I think people will be sitting in their cars, not not being able to leave their car park. Like, oh, I'm home, but I had to get the rest of that because it's beautiful, well, beautiful never fear, words. People, if you missed any of it, you can go to SoundCloud probably by the weekend and download the whole episode. Yeah, make sure you're subscribed to B Side Stories on iTunes, on Pod- Podcast Addict, basically wherever you might get a podcast from, you'll find B Side Stories. B hyphen sides. That's where you'll find us on Facebook and SoundCloud. Um, we broadcast all of our shows so that you don't have to miss a single bit of parenting advice ever again. Um, if you need a bit of silliness, like right this minute, and you don't quite know how to facilitate it, this coming weekend, March the 4th, is the Newtown Festival. The entire stretch of Newtown from top to bottom will be 
full of circus acts and music and delicious food and creativity, um, beautiful things to try on and explore. So take the gang down, maybe play a game. Who can find the coolest thing for under $5? That's my favorite game um, in the market. Uh, and if that wasn't enough, the 10th of March is the Aro Valley Fair uh, featuring the fourth annual Aro Olympics. I hear top challenges include tug of war and the um, – the what do you, I've forgotten what it's called, but where you have the rope and you have to like go under the rope and it's like, how low can you go? A limbo, yeah. <laughs> so if that doesn't get well, you out of your comfort zone, tennis. yeah, I don't know what will. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. So, hi to that, everyone. Thank you for joining us, um, and we'll see you next Tuesday. That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding the Access Internet Radio Project.